0: i'm amber and i'm becca from cranberries to cows and everything in between this is forward farming hey everyone and welcome back to forward farming i apologize in advance there's not going to be a video for this one uh i the audio is so good on riverside but the last time that i recorded a solo episode. I had a heck of a time getting it over to Amber so that she could upload it. And I just don't feel like dealing with it today. So I guess if you haven't noticed yet, hi, it's Becca. I'm doing a solo episode today. We've got some really amazing guests coming up in the next few weeks. But I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about a program that I had the privilege of being able to be a part of um, over this yet last year, so I'm trying to think of when I applied for it. I, I honestly don't even remember. But um, this last year, I had the privilege of being in the Wisconsin Beef Leadership Institute. It was the first time they ever um, had this program, and it was just, it was, it was amazing to not only get the skills and the education that I receive, but also to meet other people in the industry and um, just kind of get their point of view and see how everyone else does things around the state. So I just wanted to talk about that. Um, If you are in the state of Wisconsin, they are going to open up applications again for the next session of this. So I will be sure to to, um, let everyone know about that when it comes out. Um, but I really encourage you, if, if you're in the beef industry or if you're um, interested in beef and, like, food, where our food comes from, and just being an advocate for agriculture, I it's, it's an amazing program, and I would encourage you to apply. So I just kind of wanted to go through the year of what we did. Um, we met four different times, and I should have, like put when the times we met were, but the first time was in the spring. Um, when we met for the first time and this was probably my favorite session. We just, we did so much and it was just such a blast uh, to be a part of it. So the first session we met up in Madison and we got to have a lot of hands-on media training and it wasn't, um, it wasn't like boring media training, which <laughs> it wasn't just the stuff that you like, the basics that you always hear about, you know, like it was really tailored to sharing about beef and sharing about the industry that we all love so much. So um, we had a lot of media training. We were split up into groups. We had to meet everyone. That's what I really should talk about, the people. There was such a great group of people that went to it. We had, you know, not only beef farmers, but we also had people that were in the food industry. We had teachers. We had a dairy farmer. We had me, which kind of a dairy farmer, kind of I was kind of in between um figuring out my my next life choices when I joined. Um so we really just had such a an array of people from all different sizes, all different backgrounds and really we were just brought together by the love of beef and the love of agriculture. So they really did an excellent job handpicking the people that were going. We all were able to learn from each other and kind of grow together in what we were learning with. So, all right, back to, uh, what we did. So we went to, um, the media training. That was pretty much a full day. And then we had another day, um, where we got to go to UW-Madison and tour their Meat Science building. You guys, this was it's just absolutely state-of-the-art. I can't even explain how neat this building was. They've got their own retail store. They have their own butcher facility, like completely state-of-the-art facility. It was so awesome to tour and to just see everything that they're doing to make the whole process um not only more comfortable for the animal, but just more efficient and just better you know they're they're able to to research different things there obviously because it's on a university, but they're also able to um, to take care of the animals and to harvest them in a in a brilliant way, and then it kind of comes full circle because they've got their retail store that they're able to um, sell the products that they make so that was. That was incredible. We also were able to do a little taste test of um, some steaks that the chefs cooked up for us. We also went to um, a news station. We went to Whisk News or Whisk TV. And that was super incredible. We got to witness Angie, who um does the marketing and she cooks on the on the news station. That was so fun to watch. We got to watch like a live recording, which was really cool. We were literally just sitting in in the room seeing all the cameras and stuff. It was I've never seen anything like it, so it was really awesome to see um Angie was able to make a monkey bread beef dish that day so it was just really cool to see her and her element and sharing all things beef and I love that they have that partnership with um with the news stations to be able to to get the good word about beef out there and you know allow people to try um new recipes and things like that so the first session was super jam-packed it was amazing to kind of meet everyone and get to know everyone also while learning to share our story and kind of just like getting that spark back for why I started sharing on social media to begin with. Um, sometimes it's hard to remember your why. And so that was really awesome to, to kind of get that back for a little bit, at least. Uh, the next session that we had together was in the summer. We were able to go to a Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association meeting, and that was really awesome you know what? I'm going to backtrack. I'm so sorry. Um, one of the, the, (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. One of the last things that we did in that first session was just learn more about the Wisconsin beef checkoff. Um, I think as farmers, sometimes I'm not judging anyone for their feelings because I know that we all have them. So don't take this the wrong way, but I know a lot of farmers judge, um, what checkoffs do both dairy and beef, um, because you know as a farmer you you pay into the programs and i think one of the main things that people like why they get upset over them or think that they're not doing anything is simply just because they don't understand the program um i certainly have had my moments uh you know with dairy checkoff and stuff because it does suck like seeing all like the money coming out of your out of your milk check especially you know when dairy prices were low and stuff like that it it gets frustrating but I think when I took the time to realize everything that dairy farmers of Wisconsin and you know like just all the checkoffs were doing for us, it really makes you appreciate appreciate it and um just all the work that they're trying to do. So one of the the big things that I really enjoyed in our first session was learning what the Wisconsin Beef Checkoff Council does for us. Um, you know every dollar that that they get when uh, bovines get sold goes to the beef checkoff and they just do so many incredible things. Um, not only in promoting beef, but also educating. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, if you, even if you're not from Wisconsin, most of your States probably have some sort of beef checkoff. Um, if not, you've got that in CBA, check out what they're doing. Um, they're proud of, you know, how these dollars are spent. They're going towards amazing things. And I just think that, deserve a little bit more credit than they maybe get sometimes so all right back to the summer session we were able to go to a wisconsin Kettleman association meeting um and at that point we were able to kind of learn a little bit more about what the wca does so the beat checkoff and wca work together but are two different things um wca does not get involved in or sorry the beef checkoff does not get involved in politics at all whereas the WCA does they are able to meet with legislators and kind of work on policy uh, to help farmers in the state so that was uh, another eye-opening experience for me I I think politics are interesting but at the same time they scare me a little bit I just I don't understand them all the time uh, especially when I know like bills can just get so lengthy and confusing and it's not something that I have enough interest in that I've ever wanted to like deep dive into that. So I really enjoyed um just meeting with the Cattlemen's Association and that also is just another thing Um, when you're a member of WCA they kind of help you out in that department. You know they they have our backs as farmers to make sure that the bills that are being passed and that are being brought to our legislators are for farmers and they're going to help help us in the long run. So I think um, just knowing that we have them in our back pocket is really important too. And after that meeting, we went to a Madison Mallards game. I have never been to one, but it was super fun. Um, I'm not sure if they're considered like a minor league um, but it was it was a super fun uh, way to end the day and we were kind of able to just chit chat with the WCA members and other people in our leadership group. So the third, <laughs> oh excuse me, the third session that we had was this fall. I want to say it was maybe in November. We went up to Madison again and we met with Jordan Lamb. She is a lobbyist um with the welch group she represents i want to say 10 different agriculture associations in wisconsin so she is i mean she's truly fighting the good fight for all of farmers um, by being in the capital just kind of working with legislation and um working on behalf of the beef industry and many other agriculture groups to again fight for us and kind of just know uh, you know, another good thing to have in our back pocket for, for being there. So, um, we, we met with her in the morning. We also had the opportunity to meet with the Secretary of Agriculture, Randy Romansky, and that was really exciting as well, just to, again, hear, hear from people that are fighting for us and that truly believe in our industry. And, um, I just, it's so important to have people like him and Jordan, you know, in the Capitol and working with legislators. So we spent the morning speaking with them and kind of going over some of the bills in Wisconsin that are being introduced and that they're fighting for at this point in time. And after lunch, we were able to go over to the Capitol and we were able to meet with our prospective legislators. So we're all kind of came from different parts of the state, which was really neat. So we were all able to meet different people. Um, my Senator, um, Howard Markline was not in. And actually, um, our representative, Travis Tranel was not in either. They were both in Platteville for the day um, at an ag event. So I was able to speak with their staff, which was just as exciting because, you know, their staff really has a firm grasp on on the feelings of you know the senator and representatives and kind of how they they know about things. So it was nice to to sit down with them and be able to talk about the different um issues that are facing facing Wisconsin agriculture right now. Uh, a couple of them were the um the wolf population in mainly northern Wisconsin. Um they're really trying to get the DNR to set a certain number of wolves that, you know, they kind of think is like acceptable right now. It's just a range and it's not helpful in, um, in, what's the word I'm trying to say? It's not helpful in um, w- when we set the hunts for wolves and just kind of knowing what capacity wolves can be at. Um, I shouldn't even be talking about policy because this is how confused I get, but learning about the wolves in what damage they can do to farms. Um, it's something that I really had never, ever thought of. We don't, I'm sure maybe there's a wolf that wanders down to Southern Wisconsin every now and then, but wolves are just not a prevalent thing for us. Um, but they are, they are truly awful up North and I mean, they can wipe out, uh, a lot of calves in a short period of time. And, um, I mean that's a farmer's livelihood to lose that calf. they wait all year for that calf, so even one um, even one loss is is really tragic so that was one of them another one that was really cool that unfortunately we heard wasn't going to be passed was um a farm bureau um, healthcare care program that they're trying to get off the ground. It is uh working really well in a few other states already but um, at this last meeting that we had, they kind of said it's just it's not going to go anywhere as of right now, but they're going to keep fighting for it um I think as farmers it's it's really hard to um to get good health insurance that is affordable. I know when i before I got married my health insurance i I first went with a catastrophic because I was young and I didn't want to pay for health insurance, and I was still like two hundred bucks. Um, And then after we got married, before Joey had a town job, I was paying close to $300 a month for health insurance um, because I needed good health insurance if I got pregnant. Uh, So the the lack of good affordable health care is a lot of, a big reason that a lot of farmers get in town jobs. And then you got to think about the amount of money you're paying in daycare and all the other things. So uh, thankful that we have good health insurance now that is affordable just because we have town jobs. But I think it's still really important for other farmers so that they're getting good quality health insurance and they're not just going without insurance because they can't afford it. So hopefully that bill gets a little bit momentum uh, in the future and they can kind of make it work. Um, those are the two... Most interesting bills that were kind of working, um, that we were talking about when we went up there. Uh, so that was a long, fun day, and then our fourth and final session just happened this past weekend. We attended the WCA WCA Winter Conference. Um, that was held. Oh, did I just? Oh no. Okay, I'm still here. Um, sorry. That was held in most in this weekend and it was again just a really great time um we were able to hear from david rude Ruid, i'm probably pronouncing his name wrong but he spoke to us about um the wolves again which that was really the most eye-opening for me to to hear all the the damage that they do and the amount of money that these farmers are pouring out trying to make their farms safer for the cattle and truly just heartbreaking uh, the amount of damage that those wolves can do. So um, after that, they had a grazing panel um, with three different people. Um, One gentleman was on the UW Extension. Uh, He was a state grazing specialist. We had another that did a lot of custom raising of cattle and rotational grazing and then we had another gentleman um that raises pulled herefords and he also had a really great rotational grazing program so it was really cool to hear about their experiences and kind of how they started and have learned um, how to make their operations uh, more profitable and how to keep cows on grass longer and just different things that they've done um, to really pr- uh, utilize the land that the best that they can, but also be very generous to the land and um, make sure that it it's going to be in good health for years to come. So that was that was a really nice panel. Um, I've always wanted to be able to graze our pasture a little bit better. And I think I really just need to um, reach out to a specialist and see kind of what kind of things that they have in mind. I, the, the way that our pasture is kind of set up, I'm just not sure that it's something that we can uh, rotationally graze. Like, I just, I don't know how we would set up fences for doing it. So, um, anyways, off my soapbox about that. Um, let's see. So then we... Had lunch and then it was time for the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association annual meeting. Um, we got another update um, by Jordan Lamb, the lobbyist with the Welch Group, and we also were able to hear the twenty twenty three NCBA president Todd Wilkinson. Um, he was, he was great. He was blunt. He was honest. Um, he was very encouraging towards farmers that want to start out, um, which you don't always hear that because honestly, it's not the easiest thing to be a first generation farmer, but, um, he was very encouraging towards that. Uh, he spoke on the importance of EIDs and where he thinks, um, that whole thing is going and just kind of an outlook on the beef industry and how we'll be moving forward. So that was, a really really good talk that he gave us um and then they went over some other scholarships and travel grants that they had um and finally we we graduated um about half of us were able to go to the conference this past week and um it was just it was really cool to come full circle and um to stand on the stage with people that you know we kind of Have gotten to know over the past year and just have gotten to experience all these really cool things with. So I'm really looking forward to the next round of applications coming out because I am just going to like pump so many people up to do it. I just, it was such a great experience for me and I think a lot of other people um, could benefit from the experience and not only learn more about our beef industry, but just get a better grasp of kind of the industry as a whole and everything that people are doing to to make our industry so great. So I'm going to stop talking now. I need to go find water. I don't know why I ever do podcasts without a glass of water because I talk too much and then my throat gets sore. But um, if you guys have any questions about this program, feel free to reach out. Um, I'd love to talk about it more. And like I said, I will... Let everyone know when the next round of applications come out and I'd highly encourage you to to do it. Honestly, I think the only requirement that I can think of was to um, take the Masters of Beef Advoc- Advocacy Program and maybe to get your BQA, uh, which I think are important to do regardless if you're um, signing up for this or not. So. Let me know if anyone has any questions. Um, I'm always available to chat about it. And I just want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen. And thank you just for listening every week. We we really appreciate you guys. We really love doing this podcast. And like I said at the beginning of this, we've got some really fun guests coming up. So I am excited for what's to come. If you're not following us on social media yet, we'd love if you did that. We are at Forward Farming Podcast. You can follow Amber at Cranberry Chats and you can follow myself at Becca Hilby on all the things. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Amber's on TikTok. Yeah. And if you haven't left a rating and review, we'd also love that. You can do that on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and I think on Spotify now. I should really confirm that because I say I think every week. Um, Anyways, thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Bye!